a year ago, as we spoke about yesterday, was the mark the time, I don't like to use the word anniversary, where the Taliban retook over Afghanistan. It's a disaster since. And as we spoke about yesterday, Canada has failed to even come close to getting the 40,000 refugees it's promised out of Afghanistan, let alone really help the, the, the interpreters and the families of the interpreters who helped the Canadians, who risked their lives during the war, who put on the uniform, who saved Canadian lives. We spoke to a Canadian veteran yesterday whose life was saved multiple times by Afghan interpreters. And yet, and yet, and yet, as the NDP immigration critic Jenny Kwan says, the federal government needs to do more to help Afghans who assisted Canadian forces flee the Taliban. It is not acceptable. No more excuses. Get on with it and do your job. Fulfill the responsibility and the duty of bringing them to safety. But they're not. Now, Mariam Sahar was an interpreter for Canadian troops and American troops. And she did it when she was just 15 years old. The only woman interpreter in the Canadian forces from 2009 to 2011. She did come to Ottawa as part of the resettlement program, but her family is still there. Her sister, her brother-in-law, and their baby stuck in Pakistan. And she joins us now. Mariam Sahar, um, you know it's a pleasure to, to talk to you again and, and to speak with you again. And, and I can't believe we're still talking about trying to get your, your, your beloved family out into safety. How are you, Mariam? Um, thank you so much, uh, Ewan, uh, for giving me once again the opportunity to be on your show. And first and foremost, on a personal note, I would like to express my deep gratitude to you for your support and shining a light on the challenges of my family had um, in the past year and other Afghan families are having in coming to Canada, especially of the interpreters and their family. We truly um, are grateful and really appreciate it and want to thank you and your whole team on this. Um, it's uh, quite uh, emotional um, that it has been a year um, that we are still struggling uh, with a lot of bureaucracy. Um, the government of Canada has certainly uh, failed the Afghan interpreters. Um, there's still a lot of requirements uh, that needs to be fulfilled uh, before they brought to um, Canada. But I was, you know, one of the few lucky ones that three of my members of the family made it out uh, last year on the last flight um, during the evacuation. But I'm still uh, fighting for my sister who's stuck in, in, in Pakistan with my brother-in-law and she had a baby um, a week ago and she was denied medical treatment in Pakistan because she needed a C-section. And then I had to step in to help them financially from here to take her to a private hospital. And then they were not giving, I mean, I'm getting emotional Ewan, because like that baby was not given a birth certificate. They struggled to get a birth certificate for him. And this is how they're living. The humiliation, the insult, the disrespect that they have in, 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 in Pakistan because they're refugees and they are escaping for their life. And when, let's be very clear, you know, we had homes. We had a good life in Afghanistan. Right. But all of the sudden things collapse and people are desperate to flee because of our association with the Canadian military. And this is not only about my family here, Ewan. This is about a lot of the interpreters, a lot of the 1,500 people that are stuck in Pakistan and are so desperate. I mean, the paperwork is so ridiculous, Canadian. I swear to God, Ewan. I mean... When we were getting hired as an interpreter, they didn't even inquire about our birth certificate. I, 
I mean, this is not the country I know. This is not the people I know. I know that the Canadian people really care. And I really want just once the Canadian government should value a moral leadership, compassion or paperwork, we could, you know, we could also do more to support, you know, these people to come to Canada. And it's simple. You know, does Canada want to be known as a country of action and compassion or one of our paperwork and cowardice? I mean, these people are decent. You know, they want, they care. Our military, our veterans, you know, a lot of other Canadian people, you know, fighting hard. And let me be very clear with you, Evan, my family, the three members that I've arrived, they've been blessed with the generosity of Canadian people. They were resettled within a week and they had their own Afghan kitchen. You know, how many refugees get that here in in, in, in the world. And here, you know, them being in Canada and having their own Afghan kitchen within a week. I mean, that's the country I know. That's the people I know. But when you look at the government and the bureaucracy and, you know, the struggle that these people go through in other countries in, in, in Afghanistan, I think it's very shameful. And I, I mean, Canada doesn't deserve that type of a repetition in the world because this country is truly a nice, a nice and a generous place for the most vulnerable people, mm. you know, and I have seen it. So, so, so I'm speaking to uh, Mariam Sahara, former interpreter. What needs to happen right now? I know you've called this shameful and embarrassment. So if you, if, if you could speak to the immigration minister right now, what would you want right now? Well, it's, it's, it's simple. Loosen the bureaucratic rules, Evan. Speak to the government of uh, Pakistan to issue the exit permit so the people who are already approved in Pakistan, so they get on the plane and make it to Canada. Speak to the, the government of Pakistan to issue a border pass so the people who are stuck and who have been given G numbers in Afghanistan, so they can make it to Pakistan and then eventually their documents to be processed and to bring it here. Like, that's all we need from this government. I mean, they're saying 40,000, 17,300 arrived and then... You know, the Deputy Prime Minister, Krishna Freeland, is saying, well, we should not be thinking about the past tense. No, we surely do think about the past tense because this is a failure. This is not a success. This, these are everyone, the people who risk their life, you know, to help this country, to champion the values of this country. You know, the military, the veterans, you know, are struggling right now. I have so many military people. I have so many veterans friends who are working hard to get their interpreters out. And when they get in touch with IRCC or any other people who are involved in this whole process, they're getting no positive response or the response they get is auto automatic reply. That's not helpful. I mean, you're talking about 40,000 people here, you know, that you're trying to build, uh, you're trying to bring, but the people who really go through this process and the people who are stuck, and the people who are asked like a thousand papers and documents to show to, you know, in order to come to Canada. I mean, that's not the way you deal with this process, because if you continue to demand and put these rules and not loosen it, you will never ever be able to bring all these people, you know, not even in 10 years if they're no. talking about 2024, you know. Look, I always have a place for you and, 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 and your, to try to help your family, Mariam Sahar. You, you, you did so much for our country. And we got to help your family get out, uh, get out of Pakistan. It seems simple. Bring them here uh, like you. 
good citizens and we need to help. And um, I really thank you for your, your bravery and your, and, and your continued advocacy because you're right. It's embarrassing that this is happening and it's shameful. Thank you. Thanks, Emma, for having me on your show again. You know, anytime. Thanks, okay. Margaret. All right. Uh, what, what, what country are we? Like when we ask people to risk their lives, like Mariam did, to fight a brutal regime like the Taliban, and in return, we don't bring them and her family, they'll save our family members and we won't save theirs? Are you kidding me?